podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good boys and girls, welcome to Two Footed Podcast. It is Friday, the 6th of August. We're brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change your location, access things you're otherwise geo-blocked for, be it American Netflix, HBO, Peacock, Hulu, RTE Player, BBC iPlayer, Now TV, if it's causing you problems due to Brexit. Liberty Shield would also keep your data safe. That's the most important thing online in this day and age. So check out libertyshield.com. Use the code EPLVPN. You get 20% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homeware company located in Scotland but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk. And finally, do ensure that you check out the EPL Index shop on Etsy. Just download the Etsy app onto your phone. Search EPL Index. Wide range of stuff. There's some Jack Grealish stuff up there already for Manchester City fans. If you're a Liverpool fan, there is the Anfield Index shop, so you can check that one out as well. Right, folks. Pretty quiet day yesterday. Nothing much happened. Um, Oh, no, wait. No, Lionel Messi is leaving Barcelona. Uh, Lionel Messi is leaving Barcelona. The club announced yesterday that because of the strict rules put in place by La Liga against Barca and a couple of other clubs, To deal with the losses they've suffered in the last few years, Barca can't afford to re-sign Lionel Messi. Now, I'm not a journalist. I have absolutely no insight at Barcelona. I've never pretended to have any insight at Barcelona. But I do have a little bit of common sense. Not much, but a little bit of common sense. And I've been saying for weeks that I don't know how they're going to fit Messi into their contract situation. They had to get rid of £200 million worth of wages just to get Messi in under their cap. Forgetting about Aguero, Garcia, Depay and Emerson Royale, to get Messi in, they had to do that. And they haven't done that. They've removed. They've gotten rid of some players uh, out the door so far. Matthias Fernandez contract termination. He's suing them. For unlawful dismissal. Juan Miranda given a free transfer. John Claire Tadebo sold. Juan uh, Junior Firpo sold. And Carlos Elena sold. So they've gotten rid of some money. And they've brought in some money via those transfers. Um, Elena was 5 million. Firpo was 15. Tadebo was 8.5. Nowhere close though to the money needed to re-sign Aguero Garcia or sorry, to register Aguero, Garcia, Depay, and Messi. Nowhere close. So it's always been a little bit of smoke and mirrors that they were going to be able to do this deal. A couple of days ago, an excellent reporter, a Spanish reporter, 
by the name of uh, J. Felix Diaz. He said there were severe con- uh, severe complications with Messi and Barca. Deal unsure is the, the, the basic gist of what he said in his report. Now, that did not dissuade the great man, my best friend, Fabrizio Romano, from doing what Romano does and spoofing. Now, in the last 10 days or so, the following tweets. Leo Messi staying at Barca and signing a new contract. It's never been in doubt. Official announcement loading. Finally expected soon. Could be a matter of hours, but not today. New deal between Messi and Barca will be signed until 2026. That was Wednesday, he tweeted. Wednesday night. Uh, You go back to July. Leo Messi finally did it with Argentina too. Time to celebrate this Copa America title for Lionel and his family. And then he'll sign his contract with Barca in the next days. Once financial situation will be officially fixed. A month ago, he said, in the next days. Lionel Messi's contract extension with Barcelona is finally coming. Barca board and Messi's camp feel confident to announce the agreement until June 2023 next week. Both parties involved are working to fix the final details on contract clauses. That was June 27th, next week. And he said a two-year deal. So, you know, attempting to jump the queue and spoof got him in trouble. Again, only Barcelona for Lionel Messi. It's impossible for PSG to think about signing Messi as a free agent. This is mid-July. Also 10th of July. Barca are still in the same position. Leo Messi will stay and sign his new contract until June 2023, in the next days after Copa America. No doubt around the club and Laporta, just a matter of time to complete everything by financial point of view. Leo Messi's contract is considered just a matter of time. Put in quotation marks as if this is a direct quote that someone has given him. Last clause is to be approved and then it will be done. So, Romano has been spoofing about this for two months. First, spoofing about the contract length. Secondly, spoofing that it was never in doubt, that there was no problems. When real reporters, real journalists who actually cover Barcelona, who actually have contacts with Messi and Barcelona, were reporting multiple days ago that there were issues. That there were problems in them trying to get Lionel Messi registered. Now, La Liga tried to give them an out here. La Liga went and did a deal to sell 10% of the TV rights for La Liga in advance for the next 50 years. And that was going to bring in 2.7 million euro. Now, that's obviously, that's a gamble that somebody would be taking with that investment against future TV contracts. So if La Liga was to make, I don't know, a billion a year from a TV contract, this company would get 100 million. And if that was the case for the next 50 years, they'd eventually make quite a bit of profit. Barca and Real pushed back on this. They said it was a bad idea. Now, the reason they said it was a bad idea is because both clubs are still committed to the idea of the Super League. 
them and Juventus are still holding out hope of a Super League. By agreeing to the terms of this settlement with this investment company, Real and Barca would be tying themselves to La Liga. They would be making a legal commitment to stay with La Liga for the next 50 years. So those two voted against it and pushed back on it. They chose the Super League. And in Barca's case, they so they chose the Super League basically over re-signing Lionel Messi. Because La Liga would have allowed them to use that money to get Messi in. Maybe not the others, but Messi would have been fine. So Barcelona are whinging and crying and saying that it's all La Liga's fault. They've been very unfairly treated. You're over a billion in debt. You've been given an out. You've chosen a ridiculous path because the Super League is dead. Now, it may get re- it may resurface in five years, whatever. The Super League as it exists now, the Perez model that we'll call it, that's dead. That, that is done. Everybody else is out. Nobody wants anything to do it anymore except for you, Real, and Barca. Oh, sorry, you, Real, and Juve. You have chosen this path to be in bed with supposedly your mortal rivals over re-signing Lionel Messi. So there's no sympathy here for Barcelona. Now, Messi, I would imagine, was pretty upset about this. However, reports late last night, this news broke about six o'clock yesterday. Reports late last night were that his people had already made contact with Paris Saint-Germain. Now, that says to me that he spoke with Paris Saint-Germain earlier this summer and maybe considered their offer. Because we know that his people canvassed offers from a couple of different clubs. City were definitely one. PSG were definitely another. And there could have been ones on top of that. So as things stand, it looks like Lionel Messi's next destination will be Paris Saint-Germain. Now, they are obviously claiming to be looking at it from a financial point of view it's nonsense they're just trying to figure out how they can wangle it into their books and how much they can pay him i do think there's still a possibility he ends up back with barcelona that maybe la liga look at the situation say we lost cristiano we're in really bad shape financially to lose messi would be an an absolute hammer blow to La Liga because when Barca go to play somewhere more fans turn up there are clubs in La Liga that don't sell out any home games except when Barca come to town they don't even sell out for Real because without Cristiano the interest isn't isn't there as much It's not just because it's Barcelona. It's because it's an opportunity to see Lionel Messi, the greatest player of the generation. Maybe the greatest player ever, depending on your point of view. Now, Messi is 34. So, while still the best player in the world, you'd imagine he's got maybe one, two, potentially three years of that kind of level left. We saw a tremendous season from him last season. If he goes to, to France, that should extend it. He might get that third great year. 
It's a big financial commitment to bring him in. And regardless of who you are, be you Paris Saint-Germain, Man City, whoever, it's a big, big financial commitment to bring him in. He's been earning $100 million a year the last five years at Barcelona. He's not going to want much less than that at this point. He may have been willing to take less from Barca. And again, that's debatable. Were they giving him money in a different way? Very possible. More money for his image rights and a lower salary. The salary is rumoured to be about $50 million. The image rights are about $50 million. Potentially, with Messi, he'd take $20 million salary and $80 million in image rights. But you have to find a way to make up those image rights. Now, the general consensus is that Messi will bring in more money than you give him. That he is just a cash cow. A machine to make you money. And that will be of interest to a lot of teams. Obviously, the benefit for PSG as well is they're owned by Qatar. Qatar have the World Cup. Now they can put Messi to the forefront of all the World Cup propaganda. He, he was going to be there anyway, but likely behind Neymar and Mbappe. One of the reasons PSG are refusing to sell Mbappe this summer is because they still want to have him for all the push for the Qatar World Cup. Now, in all likelihood, by the time the Qatar World Cup rolls round, because it's in winter of next year, Kylian Mbappe won't be playing for PSG. But PSG aren't looking to, to bother themselves that. They could look to bring in Messi now, and maybe that forces them, or that gives them the, the leeway to sell Mbappe. Maybe they do that. Maybe they bring him in now and say to Real Madrid, look, we want $150 million for Mbappe with one year left in his deal. Real will find a way to find the money. Um, that's just what they do. But I think the Messi thing is going to be interesting. I think there's two real options. One, he goes to PSG. One, La Liga, because of the financial ramifications, decide that it's more beneficial to the league to have Messi at Barca. And maybe they give Barca some sort of relief that allows them to register Messi. Obviously, their rivals would be upset with that, but I also think they would look at it and say, again, financially, we're better off if he's there because he brings in eyeballs, money, TV revenue, everything like that. It's such a strange situation. It's bizarre that Barca allowed it to get this far and didn't renew his contract two years ago when they were throwing money around left, right, and center. There's part of me that wonders, is it a good thing for Barca to let him go and try and reset? But part of the problem with that is they just signed Sergio Aguero. Now, Aguero has to be fuming because he signed with Barca under the understanding that he'd be playing with Messi. He took less money to go there and play with Messi. I think Memphis would have gone there anyway because of, of Ronald Koeman. Eric Garcia had always wanted to go back. Aguero, though, I, I think is the one that did go there because of Messi. But you look at their squad. Ter Stegen is 29, not old yet for a goalkeeper. Serginho, uh, Serginho Dest, good young right back, only 20. Ronald Arreo, 22-year-old centre-back, very, very talented. Oscar Mingueza, another 22-year-old defender, again, very, very talented. 
Emerson Royale, who they've they've got from Real Betis, they haven't been able to um, register him yet, but he is only 22, and again, a very good right-back. Eric Garcia at 20, he's a solid prospect. I don't know that he's an elite prospect, but he's a good prospect. Um, you've got Usman Dembele at 24, Ricky Puig at 21, Pedri at 18, Ansu Fati at 18. You've also obviously got um, Frankie de Jong at 24. So there is the core there of a young team that they could build. But the issue for them is that they've still got Piquet, 34 years of age, earning big money. They've still got Busquets, 33, earning big money. You've got Griezmann at 30, earning preposterous money. Miralem Pjanic at 31, or earning huge money. He was one they wanted rid of. Martin Braithwaite is 30. Neto is 32. Phil Coutinho's 29. He's on huge money. Clement Langley is 26, so you can push him into the other group of ones you can keep for the longer term. Uh, not that you really want him, because he's not very good, but, I mean, he's he'd be a decent third centre-back or fourth centre-back to have. Jordi Alba's 32. He's on huge money. Sergio Roberto's 29. He's on big money. Umtiti's only 27. He's on big money, and they don't want him anymore, so it's problematic. So they're caught between having a potential path for the long term, but also being kind of all in right now with these older players earning huge money that they can't get rid of. I mean, they've tried this summer to get rid of Griezmann, to get rid of Pjanic, to get rid of Braithwaite, Neto, Coutinho, uh, and, and Umtiti. And they tried to get Alba and Roberto to agree to wage cuts. I believe PK and Busquets agreed to wage cuts. Now, I'd imagine it's more they're deferring money for the long term. So rather than get paid $10 million a year this year, they get $2 million this year. And that other $8 million is guaranteed to them in five years or whatever. Um they've got they've got themselves into a huge hole re-signing Messi for five years kind of would have been doubling down on that huge hole now I know Laporte has come out today and said oh it was massively massively reduced wages but nobody really believes what any anything that Johan Laporte has to say they tried to do the Griezmann for Saul swap that was never going to happen the, the logistics of it just didn't work how would they register Saul? Losing Griezmann's wages wasn't going to make up much of anything because they're going to have to pay him a ton of money to go to Atletico because he didn't ask for a transfer. So he would have been due a loyalty bonus. So if they had gotten, say, 20 million and Saul, the 20 million would have mostly gone to Griezmann. Then factor in... Atleti weren't going to pay him the 600 grand a week he's on at Barca. They might have gone to half of that, but then Barca are on the hook for the other 300 grand a week for three more years. That's 15 million a year. It's 45 million. That deal would have cost them money. They've tried to loan Pjanic, doesn't seem to be many takers. Juve do have interest, but they've got their own financial issues. 
I think they'd like to sell Usman Dembele largely because he's out of contract next summer. They paid 105 million for him. It hasn't really worked. He's had a lot of injuries, a lot of inconsistencies. So I don't know what they do with him. Nobody seems to want to give them real money for him. I've seen suggestions that some clubs have offered a loan with an obligation to buy, but that doesn't work because he's at a contract next summer. So the only way that would work for Barca would be to give him a new contract. And the problem there is that to give him a new contract, you're going to have to give him a pay rise that he hasn't earned. And if he goes to a club and say it's an option to buy, the club might not want to keep him. If it's an obligation to buy based on certain triggers and the club decide early on, this kid's not for us, they're just going to sit him on the bench or send him back. And then you're stuck with him on this longer contract. Coutinho, there just is no market for him. Everton have been linked, but I can't see they'd want to go there. Until he just doesn't want to leave because he's happy. He likes his life. Um, I don't know what they do. About a year ago, myself and Carol Matchett on the Anfield Index uh, Pro AI Scouted podcast, we, we did a thing to, to fix Barcelona. And I suggested at the time that you sell Lionel Messi. Now, Cristiano went to Juventus at 34, 33, 34, for 100 million. And Lionel Messi is substantially better now than Cristiano was at that time. The gap between them now is enormous. The gap between what Messi is now and what Cristiano was three years ago was substantial as well. And I, I suggested to Carl that I thought Barca could have got 150 million. I think they could have talked PSG into paying 150 million or maybe into a Messi for Neymar swap. You bring in Neymar and you start building around him. He's younger. He's obviously not as good, but he is a tremendous player. He was very, very good for Barcelona for the time he was there. There's been a lot of talk since he left about him going back. And I thought maybe maybe that's some sort of option where you can both, you know, do a bit of jiggery-pokery and finagle your books and whatever. But I thought selling him was probably the best option. Get rid of the wages, bring in a chunk of cash, throw that off the debt, and then start to work through the rest of the squad. So the likes of PK, the likes of Busquets, you, you start to wind them down. You know, they're not going to leave. You don't want them to leave in truth because you've got the, their leadership, their their experience. They've got great value as a presence. But, you know, the likes of Pjanic, that deal was doomed from day one. Coutinho, I thought, you know, there's, there's ways and means to get him out of the club. Dembele, I thought they could use, but they haven't. Not properly. They've just made an enormous mess. And like I said, I, I there's part of me that thinks maybe letting Messi go is best for them because now they can try and reset, even if they're still stuck with a lot of these older players. Maybe you just make it work. And maybe you accept that for a couple of years, you're not going to compete. Now that's not going to sit well with the Barca faithful, obviously. But at the same time, if they see progress, if they see that you're doing the right things and building something around Pedri Ansu Fati and, and Frankie de Jong, maybe that keeps them at bay. Maybe that keeps the wolf from the door. 
I don't know. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next few days with regards to Messi. Like I said, I think there's two out, two outcomes here. One, he just signs a PSG. Two, Barca and La Liga strike some sort of deal where they get like an exemption to keep Messi. Maybe their salary cap restrictions get loosened for a year and then put back on next year. But if they can't get Messi done, what does that mean for Aguero, Depay, Eric Garcia and Emerson Royale? Are they going to have to loan those players out now for 12 months? Because they have to pay them. Even if they can't register them, they still have to pay them. Those boys are getting paid and have been for the last few weeks. What a mess. What a ridiculous mess. There's some really good coverage. Um, If you check James Ducker's timeline, James Ducker from The Telegraph, I think it's an article by Sam Wallace from like 2018 or something. So three years ago, talking about Barcelona's financial situation and how this has been coming. Uh, Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, Buried by the Lionel Messi news, Manchester City completed the signing of Jack Grealish. £100 million paid, a six-year contract worth £115 million. Now, my guess is that includes potential bonuses and a signing on fee etc but if it's just if that's just his wage not only is he now the most expensive player in England he's the best paid player in England De Gea Pogba and De Bruyne are all rumored to be on about 350 grand a week this would work out at around 370 grand a week for Jack Grealish this, it's, this is the maddest, most blatant act of sticking two fingers up at all of those trying to implement rules around financial fair play that I've ever seen. In an act of transparency, Christian Perslow, who I think is the CEO of, um, of Aston Villa, former director at Liverpool um, during the Hicks and Gillette era, he did a video on Villa TV explaining the, the reasons behind the sale. Now, firstly, he is the most boring man to listen to that you'll ever hear. It's a very tough four or five minutes listening. He's clearly reading it as well. There's nothing natural about how he's speaking. But credit to him, he did lay out the whole situation. So first and foremost... Last summer, Grealish attracted the interest of a couple of clubs. We, we know that. Villa got him to sign a new contract. But Grealish insisted on a release clause being put into that contract. Um, Villa put in a release clause for £100 million. And any Champions League club who paid that release clause, Jack Grealish would be allowed to talk to them and he would make the decision then on whether he wanted to go or not. That's why we heard nothing about Villa accepting an offer because they never accepted the offer. 
They didn't have to. City didn't need them to. Once City agreed to pay the 100 million, it was out of Villa's hands and in Jack Grealish's hands. And that's what the last few days apparently have been about. About Jack Grealish sitting down with his family and making a decision on whether or not to leave the club that he was captain of, the club that he'd been at for 20 years, or whether to stay there and continue his career. And Grealish made the decision that he wanted to go to City, that he wanted to play Champions League football, he wanted to chase silverware. You can't blame him. I think Grealish has handled himself brilliantly over the last couple of weeks. Because there's, you can go further. Over the last few months, because there's been speculation about this since May. And through the Euros, he kept his own counsel, he got his head down, got on with his work. He wasn't walking on golf courses talking to Gary Neville. Nor was he giving interviews on TalkSport. Nor did he go on strike. Grealish has handled himself brilliantly. Villa have handled this brilliantly. The release clause, no one knew about it. Not one single journalist reported on that news, uh, that release clause. Not one. Not even the great Fabrizio Romano reported on that. And he's right about everything, as we, we found out earlier. Oh, no, wait, he was wrong about something else. Yesterday, I said, in his haste to jump the queue and pretend that he's clued in on everything, he announced Grealish had signed his contract until 2026. Wrong. Grealish signed a contract until 2027. But Romano doing what Romano does, he's got certain little things you can watch out for. One of them I mentioned earlier, little things put in quotation marks to suggest he's gotten a direct quote when he hasn't. Another one is in the next days, because that allows it to be a month later, two months later in the Messi case. Another one is contract until five years from now. It's always, he always goes five years. So any deal done this summer, he will always say June 2025 unless he has reason to believe otherwise. Sorry, June 2026, from this summer. June 2026, unless he's reason to believe otherwise. Grealish signed till 2027. Romano hadn't a breeze. Had no idea about the release clause, had no idea about the contract. Made it up as he went along. He'll probably pin it on his profile now, the way he's got... Jaden Sancho pinned there, even though he was wrong about everything on Sancho for two years. Um, City were expected to send Morgan Rogers to Villa as part of this deal. 90 million cash plus him. That turned out to not be the case. 100 million cash. Whether it's up front or not, we don't know. It's a release clause in England, so it's not the same as a release clause in Spain, where you basically, the, the, where the player buys himself out of his contract. Um, so I'd imagine City have agreed a payment structure. I don't think they'll pay 100 million in one go. Lots of mental gymnastics going on, though. James Ducker uh, reporting that Bernardo Silva could yet depart. City expected to raise over 160 million through sales before a senior player is sold, right? 160 million expected to raise 160 million through sales. Now, 
that says to me, this summer they expect to raise 160 million. Ducker follows up the 160 million includes 55 million from Sane sale, not included in the 1920 accounts. Well, of course, it's not included in the 1920 accounts. The deal went through in the 2021 season, just as the Grealish deal goes through in the 21-22 season. Because the season runs July 1st to June 30th. Current income figure at circa 110 million, according to Mr. Ducker. Morgan Rogers, Ivan Elich, Pedro Porro, and Yanhel Herrera also expected to depart and could could fetch 50 million. So let's break this down. Last summer, City claimed to have brought in 96.8 million in sales. That includes the 54.8 million for Sane, the 10 million they claimed they got from Juventus for Felix Correa, even though nobody believes they got 10 million for a child. 13.7 million for Nicholas Otamendi and 16.3 million for Angelino, the left back. 98 million. This summer, they've sold uh, Lucas Mchea for 11.7 million to Wolfsburg. So that's 110 million. But again, 96.8 million of that is last summer. When they also spent 143 million. So the 160 million that they claim they're going to bring in, 60 million of it will be this summer. That barely covers their outgoings for last summer. This summer, they've already spent. 100 million on Grealish, 1.5 million on somebody called Clivert Aguilar, 5 million allegedly on Dario Sarmiento, 8.6 million on Keikai, and 4.3 million on Matinho. So there's 13, there's 15 million. Add that to the 145, give or take, they spent last summer. There's the 160 million they're claiming to be bringing in, already spent. So they're out of pocket for the Grealish deal. So barring sales of senior players, they're not going to be raising anything towards Grealish's fee or towards a fee for Kane. Now they say Bernardo could go. Where's he going? Don't think they'll sell to a top Premier League team. No one outside the Premier League seems to have any money. Same goes for Sterling. Same goes for Laporte. Laporte would like to go to Barca. Barca can't even register their own players. Bernardo would like to go to Barca. Can't register their own players. Bernardo could could interest Atletico Madrid. Sure he could. They don't have any money. They spent their budget on Rodrigo de Paul. Now, maybe they make a sale. Certain midfield player could be leaving. It's not going to make up the shortfall, though. 
the mental gymnastics that some of these journalists go through re- with regards to the lies that City spin are hilarious. That's not raising 160 million through sales. That's not what that is. That would suggest that you now have a pot with 160 million in it. We've seen others come out and say, oh, well, through prize money, prize money, prize money you're talking about. How much do you think you get for winning the League Cup? You don't make an extra 100 million for winning the Premier League. You get about 7 million more than the club that finished behind you. In fact, one season, City won the league, Liverpool finished second. Liverpool made more money from the Premier League than City did. So there's no this, this idea of them making so much more prize money because they've won a bunch of tin pots. This isn't true. Lies and foolishness spun by morons. Um, last bit of transfer news then before we take our break. Uh, Mike McGrath of The Telegraph. By the way, The Telegraph do have an excellent stable of football writers. I would say The Athletic is different because they've got a huge, huge staff. But I would say The Telegraph have, without doubt, the best group. McGrath, Ducker's good. John Percy is is exceptional. Paul Hayward. Matt Laws, hit and miss, but he's, he's, got, he's got some good information. Uh, Jeremy Wilson, very, very good as well. Very, very impressive group that the Telegraph have there. Um, he reports that West Ham have two choices for the centre-back position. One is Nikola Milinkovic of Fiorentina. He's at a contract next summer, so could potentially be a good bargain to get. But their backup choice would be Yannick Vestergaard. Now, the problem I have here is that Vestergaard plays left-side centre-back. Milinkovic plays right-side centre-back. So which do you want? Do you want a right-side centre-back or a left-side centre-back? Kurt Zuma was initially your top target. But that doesn't seem to be going anywhere. He's also right-side centre-back. So would Vestergaard be someone you buy and move? You could probably get away with it. I don't think he's very good on either side. But I don't, I don't doubt the reporting at all. But I do doubt West Ham's scouting. Um, oh, I should point out. West Ham, rumoured to be for sale. Uh, a PAI Capital attempting to buy West Ham. Rio Ferdinand fully behind the sale, apparently. Uh, Gold and Sullivan say they won't sell, but that hasn't put off this group from making bids. I think a lot of West Ham fans will be very happy to see the back of Gold and Sullivan, but uh, I do think they'll be hard to shift out the door. Uh, when we come back, we've got a little bit of news and then we've got the gossip. Seen a few. Right, welcome back. Uh, we have some news then. It is sad news to begin with. Emilio Balak, the son of former Germany and Chelsea midfielder Michael Balak, has died at the age of 18. The teenager was involved in a quad bike accident 
in the early hours of Thursday morning, just south of Lisbon. Uh, very, very sad news. Balak, obviously, a tremendous player during his time with Bayer Leverkusen, Bayer Munich and Chelsea. Uh, you never like to see any young people lose their lives um, and in these tragic circumstances as well. Very, very sad. Very, very sad. So thoughts are with the family of uh, Michael Balak and uh, his son was the absolute image of him as well. Um, very, very sad news. Wesley Fafana is likely to miss. I meant to report to talk about this yesterday. Wesley Fafana likely to miss most of the season with a broken ankle uh, following a horrendous tackle by Fernino in a friendly match between Leicester and Villarreal. Now, it the tackle itself was shocking, but what's worse was that about. Maybe 10 minutes before that, there was a little coming together between the two players, which left Nino in, in the ground on a heat, in a heap. And there's been some speculation that the, the challenge was revenge uh, for that one. Nino has come out and said he didn't mean to hurt him, and you know he's apologised, he's done so publicly and, and privately. But it was an absolute shocker of a tackle. And either way, it's a friendly game. What are you doing? What are you doing? Unai Emery apologised to Rodgers straight away on the touchline. Um, but it looks like he is going to be out for a while. So Leicester may well be in the market for a new centre-back, either on loan or someone young they can bring in and develop. Uh, also transfer-wise, Rodgers spoke about James Madison yesterday, said he believes he will stay. There's gossip and speculation. But James is working very hard in training and is an important member of our squad. Hopefully this year can show the real top player that he is. Suggesting that last season he didn't show that. Uh, Rodgers should pick his words a little bit a little bit more carefully. Uh, Rodgers also said Leicester have spoken to Yuri Thielemann's representatives and he is happy. That goes against some of the things that have been reported by some of the Belgian journalists. But, you know, we'll take Brendan's word for it. Uh, but a big couple of weeks coming at Leicester, that's a huge blow. There's been some outcry that Nino should be suspended for as long as Fafana is out. I, I think you need to be careful with that kind of stuff, because otherwise you get into all kinds of mess and then players would end up missing games endlessly. And you'd make it a no-contact sport. Um, Matthias Pereira looks set to leave West Brom. Obviously, there's been some kerfuffle in the last few days where he had released a statement suggesting that the club were disparaging him. Um, he has actually gone. He has gone to join Saudi professional league side Al-Halil. No word on the fee. Uh, Romano was wrong again, though. Romano said it was going to be a four-year contract, and it is actually a five-year contract. So, you know, a really bad day for the spoofer yesterday. A really, really bad day. I exposed multiple times. Uh, had me giddy with delight, I have to say. I just, I can't stand a fella who makes his living pretending to be a transfer expert, ripping off podcasters and YouTubers by charging them well over 100 euro for a half hour appearance uh, to tell them nothing they don't already know, nothing that other journalists can't tell them for free. Uh, stealing people's work, 
taking credit for it as his own, having what I would imagine are lowly paid young trainee journalists or whatever they are, uh, doing his his scouring of the internet for him, tweeting for him. Uh, you can always tell when he's tweeted himself and when he hasn't. You can tell the difference in his tweets and the ones that are done for him. Um, but, you know, that that man is stealing a living from a lot of people and it it needs to be called out more. It really does need to be called out more. And yesterday he had himself a stinker and delighted for him. Um, Pereira is a, a loss to English football, though I was hoping a Premier League club would nab him. I don't imagine he sees out the full four years or the full five years, rather, with uh, Al-Halil. I do think he will come back to you know to Europe at least. Um, he's made a move that some people are saying is money money motivated, but I would ask that you, you wait and see what the fee is. There's, I haven't really seen much mention of what the fee is. There was talk it was going to be six million. I think that's obviously nonsense. There was a lot of talk that some Premier League clubs were interested. West West Ham made an approach, but that was a loan with an option to buy. That was knocked back. Leeds were definitely interested. Um, a good, good journalists have confirmed that. But it, it seems like West Brom were pricing him out of certain moves and not willing to be open to loans with options to buy or obligations to buy. So maybe Al-Halil is just the offer they accepted and he's made the decision to go there. He's probably... He's probably gotten big bags of money to go, and rightly so. I mean, if you're going to leave uh, a top league or you know a top football nation in your prime to go to, with respect, a bit of a footballing backwater, you want to be getting well compensated for it. We'll wrap up with the gossip. Barcelona and, and yeah, Barcelona announced that Lionel Messi will leave the club. <laughs> This has opened the door for a shock move to Manchester City, according to the Manchester Evening News. I do wonder if City have some immediate buyer's remorse on Grealish, though. Because let's be fair. If someone said to you, you can have Jack Grealish for $100 or Lionel Messi for free, even though Messi's wages would be higher, Grealish's aren't the, the, the highest in the league. Grealish is the highest in the league. Messi's will be the highest in the league, but I, I think you'd much rather give the money to Messi than to Jack Grealish. I think you'd rather have the next three years of Messi than the next six years of Jack Grealish. Paris Saint-Germain have immediately been linked with Messi, but the French capital is seen as just one possible destination. I, I think that's where he, he wants to go anyway. PSG are favourites, but the, a move to play in MLS cannot be discounted. So I thought... I think I said this on this podcast. I definitely said it on another one. I thought that was one of the potential options for him. Maybe not now, but in two years. So when all this started, and it looked like he could leave Barca, because initially, before Laporta got elected president, it did look like Messi would leave. When he made the announcement he wasn't going to renew his contract during the season, it looked like he would leave. And I thought, go to PSG for two years. But while doing that, strike a deal with MLS. Strike yourself a Beckham-style deal with MLS. For those that don't know what a Beckham-style deal is, when Beckham went to LA Galaxy, 
it was announced that he was going to earn 125 million over a five-year contract. Now, MLS has a salary cap. And even though you're allowed to go over the salary cap to sign designated players, there's a limit on what a designated player can earn. And at the time, that limit was $5 million. So Beckham signed a five-year deal that would pay him $5 million and would basically put $100 million into an account for him. But rather than putting a physical $100 million into account for him, what they did was they said to him, look, this $100 million will be a discount on an MLS franchise for you in the future. So when you decide that you want to buy an MLS franchise or create a new MLS franchise through expansion, you will get a £100 million discount. And that's how David Beckham ended up with Inter-Miami. So my thought was, do the same with Messi. Now, I think the, the designated player tag is about $10 million now. Messi would, you know, likely go over there for six hundred for, for sixty million a year, quote unquote. You take fifty a year for five years, you put that to one side and you say, right, now you get a two hundred and fifty million discount off your MLS franchise because the value of MLS franchises has gone up substantially since Beckham went there. I mean, Beckham went there ten years ago. MLS is is thriving it's doing very very well and it is going to expand further and further and i thought that would be ideal for messi give him his own club you know i think that would be of great interest to him with his business interests and that um i still don't rule it out i still think that may happen if he goes to psg i think that's something that he'll look at if he goes to city it gets a little bit more complicated because obviously they have new york city and they're rumoured to have offered him in the summer a five-year deal where he spends three years with City and two years with New York City after that, uh, where they would be paying him, but he would be getting paid by City Football Group. So only his designated um, salary would come from New York City and the rest would come from the overall group and they'd tag it as image rights or whatever they, they want to do. Uh, I wouldn't rule out Messi in the next year or two doing some sort of deal with MLS where... He gets a Beckham deal. Um, Romelu Lukaku's proposed move back to Chelsea could be about to stall as Inter-Miami chairman Stephen Zhang wants to take his time before deciding whether or not to sell the 28-year-old Belgium striker. Inter fans are on the verge of riots if he is sold because they were told he was untouchable. He came out and said he didn't want to leave. Now, we don't know for certain that he wants to leave. We only have the word of a couple of English journalists who may not have the greatest connections and a spoofer who's been continually wrong. So I would pause that one. Uh, the Mail say Chelsea are expecting to complete a move to bring him back uh, after offering Inter 95 million add-ons. That offer hasn't gone in yet. Good reporters say it hasn't gone in yet. The Mail, you wouldn't trust too much. Uh, Raphael Varane has arrived in England yet. Yeah, we know that. Uh, Arsenal have made a bid of about £17 million for Lazio striker Wacking Correa, which is considered in in inadequate by the Rome club. Very good player. Uh, I would see him more as a kind of secondary striker or a number 10, potentially an alternative to James Madison, who it does appear like they can't afford him, even if they make a couple of sales 
it looks like they'll fall short on that one because they still have to get in uh, Aaron Ramsdale if they want to do that. Southampton have inquired about bringing Tammy Abraham in on loan as they begin their search for a striker to replace Danny Ings. I don't think Chelsea will loan him because next summer he'll only have a year left in his contract. Uh, and, I, and I don't see him being willing to do an extension with them given how they've treated him. Maybe he would, but it would be a strange move. Arsenal are plotting to sign English goalkeeper Aaron Ramsdale and Norway midfielder Sander Berger from Sheffield United, but a combined £50 million may not be may not be enough to land the 23-year-old pair. Berger's probably a £25 million midfielder when he's fully fit. Ramsdale's worth about £8.5 million. If we're being honest, that's what he's worth. He's worth about half what, what Sheffield uh, United paid from last year. Um... Leicester has had to set up their hunt for a new centre-back after the injury suffered by Fafana. Tottenham are set to make a £17 million bid for Bologna defender uh, Takahiro Tamiusa. We've been listening to this for months. Make the bid or don't make the bid, but hurry up and do something. Jose Mourinho's Roma have been linked with a move for 25-year-old Cameroon midfielder Andre Frank Zambo Anguisa from Fulham. He would cost about £21 million. I think he'd cost more than that, if I'm honest. I think they'd want a bit more than that. He had a hell of a season last year under a clown of a manager. Brentford are close to signing 24-year-old Congo winger Johan Wissa from French club Lorient. Don't know anything about him. Uh, Crystal Palace are in advanced talks with Blackburn over a deal for 24-year-old English striker Adam Armstrong, who's valued at £20 Palace lead the race for Armstrong's signature. Despite having had an initial offer rejected and Norwich, Southampton and Watford all making bids of their own. This is working out perfectly for Blackburn. Four Premier League clubs in and the valuation of a player going up with every missed bid. Every time they turn a bid down, somebody else is going to come in with a higher bid. And even if those bids only go up a half million at a time, that's all extra money for them. Because remember, he's at a contract next summer. So... His value should have been dropping, but because they've managed to drum up enough interest between four clubs, they're going to get a premium fee for him. I think Palace would be a very good move for him. I think he'd be a good signing for them. He's a good player. 28 goals in 40 championship games last year. Uh, 16 and 46 the year before. Absolutely no doubting his ability to score goals at the championship level, it will be about whether or not he can translate that to the Premier League. Um, that will be an interesting one to see. It might take him a year settling, but he is a good player and a 24. Plenty of time ahead of him to develop. Uh, that is it then. That is the show. We will leave it there for this week. Enjoy your weekends. Hopefully, wherever you are is not Ireland or Scotland and you're not getting rain all weekend. I'm not sulking, not at all. Um, yeah, thanks to Guy Drinkle. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.